So I want to continue about continue on what we started last week, which was on the power of God. And if you remember, we were on the verse Ephesians chapter one verse nineteen, which says, "And what is the immeasurable greatness of His power toward us who believe that He, according to the working of His great might, verse twenty, that He worked in Christ." when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 onwards, Paul is praying for the church in Ephesus. And this is his prayer. Oh, I pray that you will have a Mercedes Benz. What's his prayer? His prayer is very simple. I pray that you will have the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know him. The focus of all our prayers is to know him. Because when we know him, these three things happen. Our hearts get enlightened. We recognize the hope of our calling. We recognize the inheritance that we are blessed with. And then third, we experience the power of resurrection. Power of resurrection. God wants you to experience the power of resurrection now, not when you die, now. He wants you to experience it in every dimension of your life. That's why Paul talks about in verse 19, and what is the immeasurable greatness? God's power has so many attributes. It's immeasurable, it is great, it is God kind of power. Then it has miraculous ability the power what you know nothing is impossible for god so the so the word for power comes from the greek word dunamis which means the dynamite power of god that is miraculous in nature that can turn anything that is impossible to a possibility according to the working superhuman energy of his great power the word is kratos and ischis which means Power to exert complete dominion and to remove all and immediate resistance. That's God's power. Power to exert complete dominion and to remove any and all immediate resistance. That's the power of God. That power of God was exerted in Christ when he was among the dead. And he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of God in the heavenly places. So when Jesus was on the cross, he could have defeated death on the very first go. He didn't have to carry that cross. But he let death have its complete taste on him. Meaning he let death consume him completely. Why? Because from, from, from dead, he had the power to raise, his, raise himself. He let death have its complete force, complete dominion on him. I've seen the movie Rocky, you know, by Sylvester Stallone. And there's, there's a scene where he lets his opponent keep hitting him. And the opponent keeps hitting him, keeps hitting him. And he, and he takes it, he takes it, he takes it, he takes it. And the opponent gets so tired. 
And one, when he has fully exhausted himself, that's when Rocky gives him one punch and he's done. That's what Jesus did. He let death consume himself so that death will not consume you. He let sin consume himself so that sin will not consume you. Completely. That same power is in you. That same power of resurrection is in you. Power of resurrection can bring things that are dead back to life. So what are your dead dreams that you're worried about? Power of resurrection. Why have you lost hope? You have the power of resurrection. There is nothing that God cannot bring back to life. And that power of resurrection is working in you. How can you give up? How can you lose hope? You have the power of resurrection. The same spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead lives in you and gives life to your mortal body. Not to your spiritual bodies, but to your mortal bodies. That The very fact that you entered this room is an evidence that the power of resurrection is powering up your body. You're not running on a natural power. You're running on supernatural power of resurrection. Okay, let me tell you a story. This is an analogy that I learned many, many years ago, and I forgot about it. And today morning, I remembered. It's a hypothetical story. So, once I had a Mercedes-Benz. Do, do you like another car? BMW? Okay. Mercedes. So I had a Mercedes-Benz. I don't know what the models are. Tell me a good model. AMG. Okay. Mercedes-AMG. I had Mercedes-AMG. And I kept it clean. And I took care of it. And one fine day, Jaren comes to me and asks me if he could borrow the Mercedes. Because if you don't know, uh, he wants to take a girl out for a date. And yeah, he's, guys, he's taken, okay? He's I'm just telling you he's taken. So he asked me for the car. I give it to him because I trust him. He took the car. And ruined it. Met with an accident. He is safe, but the car is like completely in shambles, right? It's completely damaged. So he calls me and he says, uh, I've really ruined your car, but don't worry, I'll fix it. I said, yeah, if the Sheikh of Dubai says I'll fix it, I'll believe it. So I said, okay. I'm not worried, all is well, all is well, I'm not worried. <laughs> Just fix it and let me know when it's fixed. So, Jaren gives the car to a mechanic and he fixes it. Now the mechanic calls Jaren and says, hey, you can take the car, it's done. So I go with Jaren to see the car because now it has to be brand new, right? It is, it has been built up from scratch. So I go to see the car 
and they unveil the car and the mechanic is so happy so he said do you see i made it brand new and i look at jeren because i'm upset it is brand new but it's not my mercedes it's brand new alto <laughs> i didn't give him an alto i gave him mercedes so when i gave him mercedes even if the mercedes met with an accident and if everything went to you know shambles i'm still expecting a mercedes i don't want a brand new alto i want mercedes i want my mercedes do you get it would you be frustrated if something like this happens then how much more listen to me how much more god will be frustrated with his children who walk in such low potential of how they were designed to be the reason why mechanic he made the alto out of the the broken pieces of mercedes is because he does not have the right reference point he has never seen a mercedes in his life the best reference that he had was an alto car he saw the reference prototype and he made an alto and he is happy he is really proud of himself the reason why we live in such low potential of our identity is because we don't have the right prototype the right reference to look into and that's why jesus is and has become our prototype has become the model you know second corinthians 5 verse 17 says we are a new creation that means you are a new species that was never there before you're a new species the problem is we're looking at adam and we think he is a best reference point your reference point is not adam your reference point is christ and the christ not the christ who who came in the image of the fallen adam not that christ we're talking about the christ who defeated death who defeated sin who has been raised from the dead and is seated at the right hand of god far above all power all authority all principality that christ has become your prototype you no longer created in the image of adam you have been recreated you are born of god's word you, do you understand do you understand the spiritual frustration i probably bet your father has and we are satisfied by who we have become what are we satisfied with what are we satisfied with because we got an education what now we have a bachelor's that's why we are satisfied or masters or a phd or what else like a position in the company or you made some money yeah that's what you're satisfied with how much are you really satisfied in life you will never be satisfied all of these things will never satisfy you unless you become conformed to the image of jesus you are not an alto car you are created to be in the image of jesus you are conformed to the image of jesus that's your prototype and my friends that's what i'm asking you where 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 have we where have we reached 
with all the theology and all the doctrine that we know and you know we we get really proud of and all the verses that we are really proud of seriously how conformed are we to the image of jesus look at what paul says i didn't have this verse but this is very interesting philippians chapter 3 okay are you with me okay philippians chapter 3 verse 12 not that i have already obtained this or i'm already perfect but i press on say with me press on. press on but i press on to make it my own because christ jesus has made me his own brothers i do not consider that i've made it my own but one thing i do forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead i press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of god in christ jesus read verse 10 let's go back a little read verse 10 philippians 3 verse 10 that i may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings becoming like him in his death why that by any means possible i may attain the resurrection from the dead paul's pursuit in life is that by any means possible he will attain the resurrection from the dead if christian faith is all that you believe in jesus and that you know you you do what the best you can and then god will resurrect you after you die and when is second coming if if that is a passive faith that we have then why is paul saying i press on i press on that somehow i attain the resurrection why does he say that if god has to do it anyways why does he say that i'm willing to suffer with christ so that i may attain the resurrection here's the thing will jesus come yes will he raise us from the dead yes but there is still a responsibility on us to press on to press on to press on not to live a passive life but to press on press on every time we encounter death in any dimensions of our life we press on believing the power of resurrection we press on believing the power of resurrection that the same power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand of God that same power i will experience it because i have that same power within me you know jesus told martha in john chapter 11 i am the resurrection and life jesus is the resurrection he does not just have the power of resurrection he is the person of resurrection you have the person of resurrection within you do you know how spiritually foolish it looks when you give up when you get hopeless when you have the person of resurrection within you person of resurrection is within you how can you give up 
you know when when we lose our loved ones who are in christ we don't cry like the ones who are in the world because we haven't lost hope when we lose a promotion when we lose a job when we lose an opportunity we don't cry like the people in the world because we don't lose hope you have the person of resurrection within you within you you know what's the problem today the problem is we have become too comfortable with our lives too comfortable do roti mil gaya ek dal chawal kha liya humne ek ghar ban gaya bahut badi baat hai mar jaoge us ghar pe kuch khad lo zindagi mein paul's pursuit was not to just make a mansion for himself it was to pursue jesus to know him to an extent where he believes that he will attain the resurrection from the dead i'm saying here here's the thing how did paul die how, how did he die he was beheaded he was beheaded by king nero so did he attain the resurrection from the dead did he attain it in his lifetime no but he still pursued it as if he will that's what faith is do you still pursue it do you still pursue it when you don't see it happening will you be like the three three hebrew boys who told king nebuchadnezzar right three hebrew boys who told king nebuchadnezzar we believe that god has the power to redeem us and deliver us from the fire but even if he doesn't we will still not bow down in front of this idol can you believe god when there is no hope and not give up even if you don't see any result of it will you die believing in him that i believe i'll i'll give my life I'll, to the very end i will believe that he has the power of resurrection and this power will work within me but i will not give up hope i will not let go of this faith that i have in jesus you know this faith that we talk about the faith that we have in jesus the central element of faith is believing in the power of resurrection Paul says in the first Corinthians 15 if Jesus was not raised from the dead our faith is futile we are living in sin there is no faith if you don't believe in the power of resurrection Romans 10:9 if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead then you are saved faith the central element of your our faith our christian faith is that god raises people from the dead that nothing is impossible power resurrection how can we give hope sorry how can we lose hope how can we be hopeless no oh pastor but i am struggling for 30 years i'm struggling with the sickness the bible says don't give up so what you and me our responsibility is to believe in the power of resurrection whether it happens or not if in your room a room was dark for 20 years and there's another room that is dark for 10 years and another room that is dark for 5 years and another room that is dark for 5 minutes when the light comes on which room will get lightened up all of them 
all of them the longevity of the darkness has no effect on light the longevity of the darkness has no effect on light so don't tell me that for 30 years you have been bedridden how can i believe in the power of resurrection i have been praying every day your responsibility is to still believe that god who raises from the dead he is still alive and that jesus was raised from the dead that still power that same power works in you believe without giving up amen power resurrection is yours it is yours don't don't give up don't give up keep pressing on keep pressing on this is the upward call of god for our lives to keep pressing on to keep believing in the power resurrection don't give up don't lose hope jesus is our model not adam jesus is our model so have you become like jesus no then press on press on don't get comfortable with that jealousy of yours don't tame it properly oh baba main ab do roti aur khilaunga yahan pe baithe ro don't don't tame it fight fight it do you struggle with jealousy fight it do you struggle with anger fight it don't give up don't give up why because the power of resurrection is within you do you know in romans chapter 1 verse 4 it says that the power of resurrection set jesus apart set him apart let's read that romans chapter 1 verse 4 and was declared this is talking about jesus jesus was declared to be the son of god in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead jesus christ the lord tell me something was jesus always god's son but resurrection of jesus validated him to be the son of god in power the resurrection of jesus validated jesus to be the son of god in power he was always the son of god but the resurrection was a proof that he is the son of god he was declared to be the son of god in power according to the according to what the spirit of holiness what's the meaning of holiness set apart according to the spirit of being set apart by his resurrection from the dead that means when jesus was raised from the dead he was set apart set apart meaning that he's a he's a different class altogether he's set apart you been set apart in jesus you been set apart in jesus my question to you if you are struggling in the same corporate race just like any other believe any other non believer then how have you been set apart how are you attaining the resurrection from the dead you've been set apart you've been set apart in your character you have you've been set apart in every dimension of your life in your emotions in your health in your well-being in everything that you have inside and out you have been set apart it's a power of resurrection but this power of resurrection will only work where there's revelation power 
works according to revelation. What is Paul's prayer in Ephesians chapter 1? My prayer is that you will have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him so that your hearts are enlightened. Without revelation, you can't experience power. Power does not come with prayer. You can pray, you can spend as much time as you want, but if you don't have revelation, power comes with revelation, but prayer brings in the revelation. That's why we pray. That's why we read God's word. That's why we cannot separate God's word from prayer. Power comes with revelation. Revelation is the light that comes into your heart. So any area of your life where you're experiencing death, you need the revelation of Jesus. That the same Jesus that, raised, that was raised from the dead, he lives in you. When you have the revelation in that dimension, you start experiencing the resurrection power. Lazarus is four days in the grave. Four days. Now, everybody knows it's impossible for Jesus to do anything. He could have done something when he was sick. Four days in the grave, the body is stinking, foul stench is coming out, everybody is just crying, waiting for the number of days to just get over and then they'll move on with their lives. Jesus walks in. And Martha comes and says, Master, Lord, if you were here, this would not have happened. What did Jesus say? I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me, even if they die, they shall live. That's the revelation of Jesus being the resurrection. But there's another deeper revelation. And then he goes on saying, but he who believes in me will not die. We're still talking about resurrection though. We haven't reached to the revelation of Jesus being the life. And then what happens? He meets Mary. Mary says the same thing. He sees Mary crying, so he also cries. And then he goes to the tomb says one word, Lazarus, come out. He comes up. A body that's been in the grave for four days has been restored completely. But do you know that this cannot be, this miracle cannot be classified as resurrection. This miracle can be classified as being raised from the dead. But this is not resurrection. The Bible says that Jesus was the first fruit of resurrection. Meaning he was the first person to be resurrected. There were so many people who were raised from the dead. So many people in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, so many people were raised from the dead. But they were not resurrected. There's a difference between being raised from the dead and being resurrected. Jesus is the only one who was resurrected. What's the difference? The difference is that the people who were raised from the dead, they died again. But Jesus, who was resurrected, he defeated death once and for all. That's why he is known as the first fruit of resurrection. That power is in you. That power 
is in you. Can Jesus die again? No. That's resurrection, the first fruit of resurrection. And Paul's pursuit is, my prayer is that I will attain this. That power is in you. I'm telling you, you and me are still scratching the surface of God's goodness. There's so much, there's so much lying underneath, there's so much of weight, and we only have theology to talk about. No power to demonstrate. And you shall be witnesses. Witness what? We are still arguing. Apologetics. The first generation church, the first century church, didn't need to argue. They had things to demonstrate. Gold and silver I don't have, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus. Get up and walk. Philip went into a city and that whole city was transformed. Do you know? Do you, can you even fathom the power of God? Paul preached. 3,000 people were saved. Someone who was just walking down the road five kilometers away somehow heard the gospel and came. I'm just telling you, giving you these pictures what the power of God can do and you and me limit God's power. Paul says, I do not come with eloquence of speech, but I came with a demonstration of the gospel. The gospel will demonstrate. If we talk about the gospel of heaven, that if you die today, you know, you, you, you are sinful. You, if you die today, you are in your sins, you will go to hell. If you talk about the gospel of heaven, that if you believe in Jesus, you'll be, you, you are going to heaven, then demonstrate heaven. If you meet a, any salesman, who has no demonstration, will you buy the product? We have become salesmen without any demonstration. Only talk. Talk not do any good. Those words need to have the power. Power to demonstrate. That power needs to come out in and through our life. That's why we don't just preach the epistle, preach the gospel. We become the gospel. We need to become the gospel. Look at our lives. See. See how God has, has blessed us. See the life of God that is working in us. See how God has led through impossible circumstances. When the whole city was against us, we still, we still believed in God. And God delivered us. Look at this. You have to become an example. Do you think these Greeks, who were the most philosophical people, who came, you know, from the heritage of Plato and Socrates, they were, they were amazed at the theology that Christians had. And they said, oh, let me, let me believe in the Christian faith because you have amazing philosophy. Not the philosophy. They saw power. Churches lacking power. We're too scared. We're too scared. Comfortable. I have a corporate job, I'm going to church, I give tithe. What else can you expect from me? On top of that, I read the Bible every day. Too comfortable, have become too comfortable. Christ is not real. Every Christian, I'm saying every Christian has the same power of God, right? 
has the same power of resurrection, right? That means every Christian has a responsibility to show Christ in the world. Not just by good deeds, not just by character, but by power also. Because power, love without power is useless. You can say, I love these people, oh, but if you have no power to bring restoration in their lives, it's useless. So many people love, even the worldly people love, know how to love, and they do a pretty better job than us. But we have the power, power, let's use it. Let's learn. Let's ask the Lord. Lord, Lord, if this is something that is in, in me, that is, if this is something that I have access to, help me, get me a revelation. Lord, I want the revelation of this power so that I can walk in this power. Not just talk about it. That Jesus raised people from the dead. That Jesus healed sick people. That Jesus could do this. But I will show you what Jesus does because he does it through me. Let's not just talk about Jesus. Let's show them what the spirit of Jesus can do in and through your life. Long time ago, when the church was, we just started the church, I put this desire in front of the Lord. Lord, I am fed up with theology. I'm fed up with doctrine. I, I want demonstration. If you're real, I want to see you real. I want to experience you real. I want to see it in my life and I want testimonies after testimonies. There was a couple of years ago when we were playing football and I twisted my leg and had an ACL tear and it was really bad. Couldn't walk, took some time for that to heal, but I started walking, but I couldn't run. And if you know me, I love playing football. I couldn't run. For a year, I couldn't run. But every day when I sat for prayer, I believed in the power of resurrection. Every day I prayed, I would see myself, imagine myself, I'm playing on the field one day. And after the COVID restrictions were over, when we came, I played. Played. Nothing is impossible for God. Why do you think it's impossible? See, just having Jesus, oh yeah, God raised Jesus from the dead. Just having that doctrine of the power of resurrection means nothing if it is not personal to you. It needs to become personal to you. Do you have stories of resurrection in your life? Do you have stories? 2000, 1995, 1996, my parents are missionaries. They had nothing in our home. And my dad gives me 50 rupees note to go and buy some bread and jam. And then he told me, this is my last note. But he was not hopeless. He smiled and gave it to me. Me, I'm, I'm a child. I'm going to buy some bread, jam, eggs, because in 50 rupees, in those times, you could get a lot. And I'm thinking, man, how are you going to survive? But by the time I come back, there's a huge caravan parked outside my house. Huge caravan that has come all the way from Europe. And Delhi was their last stop. 
and they gave everything that they had in their caravan to us. There was one bed which, you know, had a cap in it and I opened the cabinet. It was full of Snickers. It was like heaven to me. Now, I've, I've eaten so much of Snickers that I'm so fed up of it. I don't like Snickers anymore. I'm saying, do you have stories, testimonies to tell that you have seen the power of God working in your life? What do we have? Become a demonstration. But here's the thing. The power of God will only be released when a demand is met. Okay? Power of God will only be released when a demand is met. It cannot happen when you live a comfortable life. Power of God, you will not see power of God as long as you're living a comfortable life. As long as you know you have enough salary to take care of you and your children, you will never see the power of God. That's why Paul says, I want to share in the sufferings of Christ that I may experience the power of resurrection. You have to go out there Get out of your comfort zone. Make a demand on the power of God. Oh, I believe in healing. I believe in healing. Yeah. How many people have you prayed for? Go to the hospital, pray. You believe in healing? You understand what I'm trying to say? This is not complicated. Gospel is simple. And gospel comes with demonstration. Demonstration. How many of you want to take a decision today saying, I just don't want to talk words, but I want to see the power of God coming through. It is not my power. It is the power of God. Do you know, the power of God that comes in and through you is delegated power. Because absolute power only comes from God. It's delegated to you. So if it doesn't happen, it's okay. You're not losing any credibility. Move on. Kill your ego. Move on. Sometimes the reason why we don't, we don't want to put ourselves in those situations is because we feel like we lose our credibility. What, what if I pray for this person and he doesn't get healed? Bro, it's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to pray. Pray and move on. You still believe that the power of resurrection works. Don't take it upon yourself. God, now I never pray. How many of you went to a restaurant and you had food poisoning and the next day you decided that you will never eat food? <laughs> I had food poisoning. I'm never going to eat that hamburger. <laughs> Hypocrites. <laughs> I know you. So why? Why is it? Why is it? that we get so disappointed in the physical. God did not tell you to heal the person. God told you to lay hands on a sick person and pray. You should do your responsibility. Let God do his. Don't try to put too much theology and try to, maybe because this happened, because there was that idol there, that's why this healing did. You don't put too much theology and thought into it. You do what you're called to do. See, when I was sowing the seed, there was a thought in my mind. Sam, building construction is happening, new buildings. The budget has already gone overboard. You could 
instead of putting it over here, you could put in the building construction. It is the work of the Lord. Why, what are you doing? Why are you doing? Shut your mind. Because when the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, do it. A natural mind will never understand spiritual things. Understand this. Your natural mind will never understand spiritual things. So don't try to make sense of spiritual things in your natural mind. Why did this not happen? Oh, I prayed for him. Now what will he think? Will he even call me pastor? <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, the, the last miracle Sunday that we had, there was so much of pressure. Oh man, pressure on me. I prayed that night like I've prayed never before. Open heavens. The earth would have swallowed me up. That's how I prayed. You know, after, after, after my session, after the sermon was done, and I prayed, and I sat, and I was so afraid to even ask, hey, uh, is, is anybody healed? <laughs> Did the Lord do any miracle in your life? So I told, I told Alan, Alan, yeah, do it. Because <laughs> I'm the pastor. I don't do those things. But I was scared. I was seriously scared. I sat back. I was sitting there. And one thing I told the Lord, even if you give me one testimony, I'll celebrate it as if I have like won the lottery. And there was one testimony. One testimony. Somebody came and said, I, I prayed and I believed in God and immediately I was healed from my back pain. Immediate. I celebrated it. Then Alvin kept asking. Nobody came. All, right. All is well. Thank you, Jesus. I celebrated. In the following week, we had countless testimonies. Countless. So many people had immediate healing. Immediate. I'm telling instant healing. The, one of the things that I've understood is, if you ask people for a testimony, they usually don't stand up because they themselves don't know that they're healed. It takes them a while for them to recognize that. That's one thing that I've understood. So once the service gets over, people come to me, Pastor, you know, I was healed. I'm like, what were you doing when we asked you for testimony? You're making me look bad. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I'm, I'm learning to to get out of that pressure. It's not my place to perform. My place is to declare God's word, declare the gospel, and pray for healing. When it happens, give all glory to God. And when I don't see it happen, I still believe that the spirit of resurrection is still working. It is working. I don't try to make a theology out of it because the Bible does not tell me to make a theology out of it. I'll just believe. I'll keep it simple. The gospel is simple. The Bible says don't, don't get out of the simplicity of the gospel. The gospel is simple. And because it's, it's simple, it is powerful, and that offends a lot of people. And one of the major themes of the gospel is the power of resurrection. That nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible for God. So when we face an impossible circumstances, we deal with it. 
we declare God's power. We don't give up. We don't lose hope. Amen. My time is up. But I had prepared an example. So it's a story of Abraham. I've always admired that person's courage and stupidity. Man, God tells you, sacrifice your son. He goes out sacrificing his son without any question. He has to be really stupid or he's really hearing God, you know. There's a very thin line. <laughs> you know, we had in our college, we, you know, my, when I was doing my engineering, we had a lot of spiritual, you know, people, a lot of Christians. And one of the guys, he got a one fine day and he was like, I got a word from the Lord that I need to slap that person. No, you don't. <laughs> you need to be slapped. <laughs> Abraham, here's a word from the Lord. Take your son, your only son, and then God is stretching it. Pushing it. The son whom you love. I think if God hadn't said that, Abraham would have taken Ishmael. <laughs> he's my son. No, he, he's very specific. Take your son. The son whom you love. And Abraham, without any hesitation, he takes his son. Doesn't tell his wife. You know why. He takes the son, goes to the mountain that he has been directed to. And just before climbing up the mountain, he tells his servants, wait here, because we're going to come back. If God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son, how did he know that we were going to come back? He should have said, I'm going to come back. In fact, he says that twice. We are going to come back. Why? Because somewhere at the back of his mind, he knew that God will never go back on his promise. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 that Abraham believed that God could raise Isaac from the dead. So understand this. He's going with the mindset that he's going to sacrifice Isaac. But he is also expectant that my son will come back alive. That's the faith that he had. It is that faith that made Abraham to sacrifice the greatest desire of his life. You know, some of us have a problem with our desires because they're so closely attached to us. God wants to tell you, lay it at the altar. Because once you sacrifice it, see me resurrecting it, getting it back to life. Question, how did Abraham know that God had the power of resurrection? How did he know? Romans chapter 4. Abraham did not even consider his own body, which was as dead 
but he believed in the word of god meaning when god gave a promise he saw his own body his body was dead he saw his wife's body her her body was dead and barren but he looked beyond the barrenness looked beyond the dead situation and believed in god's word and he knew that if god has spoken he has the power to raise this body back to life to have power in this body for this body to procreate he saw the power of resurrection when sarah gave birth to isaac isaac was the example was a testimony of resurrection that's why abraham did not doubt he knew god will never go back on his word i have seen resurrection with my own eyes i have seen it and i know i can see it again do you even believe in the power of resurrection yeah you believe that jesus was raised from the dead but can you believe that that power of resurrection is for you it is for you that same power is enough to to deliver you from every habitual sin that you are fighting that same power is enough to to heal you completely from any genetic disorder that you have received from your parents that same power is enough to to break every demonic oppression in your life that same power can you believe can you believe in the power of resurrection that god has for your life has for your life that he can turn your circumstances around and that there's nothing impossible for god can you believe can you believe can you believe that when you walk out from this room you will not just be preaching the gospel but you have the passion and the desire to demonstrate the gospel with your life with your body with your desires with your ambitions with your dreams to demonstrate the gospel not just to speak eloquently but to speak in demonstration of god's power how many of you like that who want to experience god's power not just when you accepted jesus not just that one story but you want to experience it daily daily paul had one crazy encounter he saw jesus had a vision of jesus saw light bright shining light but do you know in his epistles he never mentions it do you know why somebody who's having an encounter daily does not need to mention about an encounter that happened in 1980s when you have a testimony of resurrection happening daily in your life you wouldn't be holding on to something that happened 20 years ago it was paul's prayer paul's pursuit that i will attain the resurrection from the dead that i will experience the power of resurrection i will experience the power of resurrection in my life any dead things that is in your life believe that the power of resurrection can bring it back to life any dreams that you have given up on any desires that god has put in your heart for his kingdom it will come back to life any dreams that god has given up 
that God has given to you, deposited within you, it will come back to life. For the power of resurrection is within you. Come on, let's pray. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on, just close your eyes. Don't get distracted. Close your eyes. And this is how I'm led today. Pray. Don't just pray for revival. Pray that God will make you the revival. Don't just pray for fire to come. Don't just pray for something supernatural to come. But pray that you will become the conduit of his power. You will become the supernatural bridge. Jesus told Nathaniel, Truly I tell you, that you shall see the angels descending and ascending upon the Son of Man. The Son of Man, where the Son of Man is, it is a portal for supernatural activity. And you have that Son of Man within you. You are plugged into the life of God. You are plugged into the supernatural life of God. And all that it requires for you to have a revelation and believe that God can do the impossible. He is still alive. Jesus is still alive and Jesus is still here. Jesus is still moving on the earth. He can still do the impossible. Will you, will you pray with me and say, Lord, I want to experience the power of resurrection. I want to experience the power of resurrection in every dimensions of my life. I want to experience the power of resurrection in my family. Broken relationships be restored in the name of Jesus. Broken emotions be restored in the name of Jesus. A trauma that has been traumatizing you for years be healed in the name of Jesus. The power of resurrection can bring wholeness to your heart. Can bring restoration in your family. Any genetic disorder be corrected be brought back to the original design of God because you are a new creation. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have been delivered from sin. You have been delivered from sin and the power of death. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ for the law of the spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. You are set free from the law of sin and death. You have been set free from the law of sin and death. You have been set free from the law of sin and death. You are in the law of the spirit of life. Your jurisdiction has changed. You have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness and you are put in the kingdom of his light. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm telling you, heaven is not limiting the power of God to work in your life. The only thing that limits the power of God to work in your life is your mind. Is your mind. The Bible says that they tested the Holy One of God. They limited the Holy One of God in the wilderness by testing him. Do not test him. Believe. If it is in God's word, it is for you. If it is written in God's word, it is for you. If it is a model that we can see in Christ, it is for you and me. Because the Bible says, just like he is, so are we in this world. This power of resurrection has been given for you, for your, on your behalf. It has been given to you. 
We want to see the power of resurrection. We want to see the power of resurrection. See the power of resurrection.
declare that Jesus is Lord of our lives. Jesus is Lord of our families. Jesus is Lord of our emotions. Jesus is the Lord of our bodies. Jesus is the Lord of our careers. Jesus is the Lord of our businesses. Jesus is the Lord of our ministries. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. 
Jesus is Lord and we believe that when we say that Jesus is Lord we believe that the same power that raised Christ from the dead starts working in every dimensions of our life same power same power of resurrection works in every dimensions of our life so I pray in the name of Jesus if there's anybody who's feeling weak in their bodies be restored in the name of Jesus if there's anybody who feels anxious be renewed in your minds the peace of God that transcends all understanding is upon you right now the peace of God does not just bring calmness but it is the shalom of God where nothing is missing and nothing is broken it brings complete restoration in your life complete restoration if there's anybody who's feeling a genetic disorder I feel I, I I'm led to say this again and again if you are experiencing a genetic disorder that has come through the blood of your parents I want to say that the power of resurrection is more powerful than the power of your genes the power of resurrection you are cleansed by the power of the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus purifies you the blood of Jesus cleanses you sanctifies you sets you apart the blood of Jesus that speaks better words than the words of Abel the blood of Jesus that secures your salvation today the blood of Jesus has become the security of your salvation the blood of Jesus gives you the confidence to say I am cleansed I am healed I am blessed I am accepted I am redeemed I am sealed with the seal of the Holy Spirit I am predestined. I am conformed to the image of Jesus. I've been glorified. I've been called. Yes. 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 As a church, we come together and we declare complete healing over Sabitanti and her body. Kidneys be restored in the name of Jesus. Kidneys be restored in the name of Jesus. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no mind can perceive is what the Lord can do. Kidneys be restored. Every system in a body be restored. Be restored. Be restored. Let the glory of God be manifested. Be manifested. We speak your glory. We speak the power of resurrection in Jesus' name. I pray for Raul's dad right now. We speak complete restoration of every system in the body. Blood pressure be regulated. Everything come back to normal. Everything be come, come back to normal. Everything be restored. I pray that this family will know the love of Jesus and will experience the power of His resurrection. Let your glory be revealed. Let your glory be revealed. Let your glory be revealed. I pray for any sick person what how many ever years you have been subjected to the sickness when the light of the gospel comes darkness has to flee the light of the gospel comes now Jesus is Lord that's our gospel that Jesus is Lord and he was raised from the dead nothing is impossible nothing is impossible with God and nothing is impossible for him we speak restoration I speak right now for anybody who has given up hope in their career who feels that nothing 
nothing more is going to turn out for them there's no hope this is how life is meant to be i rebuke it in the name of jesus i speak kingdom dreams into your life right now kingdom dreams kingdom purposes to come through kingdom purposes to think bigger to think bigger the mind of christ in you mind of christ in your dead dreams come back to life dead purposes come back to life dead desires come back to life lord i pray oh lord in the name of jesus that anything that is not of the kingdom be shaken off anything that is not of the kingdom be shaken off be shaken off kingdom desires kingdom purposes kingdom mandate kingdom assignments kingdom we seek the kingdom we seek the kingdom and his righteousness anything that is not of the kingdom be shaken off we receive your power we receive your power we receive your power we receive your power thank you jesus thank you jesus if you've been battling sleepless nights i speak god's peace upon you right now the may the peace of god rule your hearts rule your heart rule your heart right now peace is an inheritance that we receive in the kingdom joy peace righteousness is god's reality of his kingdom peace comes into your life right now every anxious thoughts be put down every stronghold be pulled down under the obedience of jesus jesus be lifted up jesus be lifted up jesus be lifted up your hope is not cut off your future is great your hope is not cut off your future is great for jesus has a future for you is held together by the power of his word your life is held together by the power of his word your future is held together by the power of his word how will this be how will it happen be like mary and say let it be done as per your word let it be done as per your word let it be done as per your word we cancel anxiety we cancel depression we cancel mental oppression in the name of jesus let it be done as per your word your word for me is life your word for me is spirit and life we receive it we receive it in jesus name we pray amen amen god bless you guys